Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to Star Wars Lads. This week, we are going to be talking about the finale of The Mandalorian Season 3. This was Season 3, Episode 8, Chapter 24, The Return. We're going to give you guys our full spoiler thoughts on this episode in the rest of the video. But before we do so, of course, make sure you're hitting that like button, you're subscribing to the channel, and you're commenting below letting us know your thoughts on this episode. Of course, as we do with every finale episode, we will be giving you guys a score for the season as a whole, and we will be talking a bit about Mandalorian Season 3 in general. So if you want to give us your thoughts about the entirety of the season, now's your time to do so. We've seen every episode. We know what the plot was. We're going to structure this review first. Let's. We're going to talk about the episode and what we thought of the finale here, and then we're going to move into our overall thoughts on Season 3 and give you guys a rating out of five. So, Senek, what did you think overall of this episode? It wasn't necessarily the uh, the crazy reveal episode that a lot of people thought it might be. We didn't get a Thrawn. We didn't get any more Shadow Council. We didn't really get that face-to-face -face we thought we might get with Din and Moff Gideon. This was an all-out action episode. Some of the best, most satisfying Mandalorian action I've ever seen, but also... Yeah, there are some plot elements that we, we definitely skipped out on. I think that last point you made is probably a pretty strong sum summary of this episode and like the feel and the vibe of it and also good solid chunks of the season as well. For me, I really did enjoy this season finale. I want to say it is the most exciting finale in large chunks it's not the best paced one even though this one was like a 38 minute or something length and which is actually about the same as last season's finale that one felt a lot better paced even though all of that was just one episode because seven isn't really more than just a staging ground episode that felt so much more paced out and it's because it's also just a lot smaller of a location this whole season has had incredible visuals just seeing all the mandalorians flying and fighting against those imperial armored troopers i think that's the actual name for them like like all that stuff was insane gideon fighting in praetorian guards again the action the direction of it well paced well shot beautiful looking it's the story that i guess there isn't really much here but it just happens just a second quicker, like a minute quicker than I'd like. Like immediately, Din doesn't have that face-to-face -face confrontation. He never takes off his helmet. And I wish we got to at least continue that trend of each season finale having him take off his helmet here. And then look, this is Star Wars. We've always had like stuff that just happens. Like Luke has some unspecified amount of time training on Dagobah and he's able to fight Vader pretty well. It's like you can kind of live with that in Star Wars. It's just... I don't know, some things, it just happened there. And for me, the biggest thing that just happened was Gideon's clones that we'd already kind of seen a tease of, seeing that they're clones of him, explaining like, hey, that's why he thinks the Dark Troopers' next evolution by having a human in them would be better. It's because, well, they're him. And then you immediately see Din just click some buttons and he just like floods them, self-destructs them. And then Gideon immediately explains like, hey, why'd you ruin this for me like i was about to like figure out how so close to implanting the force into these characters and have like force sensitive gideon 
clones to be even better than me and it's like gideon that was pretty big why did why wasn't that like a little bit more of a tease in the moments that we had before which it's it's a little frustrating in that sense another thing too is that dark saber is just destroyed i expect the handle to be beskar if it's not sure whatever it's it's kind of done and now bo katan is just the leader without any of that like ruining i guess the conflict between the children of the watch the night owls and the survivors you could have just taken moments throughout this episode added five to six minutes including that scene to just have people talk confront each other deal with the consequences set up things better and then yeah this would have been a very strong finale for me right now it just sits at very good it just kind of gives you like a footnote like a cliff's note of what was very exciting to see happen and then it's like oh, all right well let's move to the next scene very very accurate and that's the first thing you know, I wrote down in my notes when we see the run time before the episode starts, you see 41 minutes, which includes the incredibly long credits. And then, of course, the first two minutes of, of intro and recap, you know, in typical Mandalorian fashion, when things are less strong in the story department, it's always because these episodes are too short. And if we just added a little bit of time to it, this would have been a phenomenal capper to the entire season a lot of what i wrote down in my notes was quite positive though because there are some phenomenal sequences in this episode particularly moff gideon is finally the powerful bad guy that i've personally always wanted him to see him be to see him actually stand on his own two feet and really be a powerful force in combat even with the explanation of bo katan giving him the dark saber and him not necessarily being better than her to win it still it was it was nice to see this guy who has been the big bad of this show for three seasons finally get some some actual physical power so i really did dig that uh just shots like bo katan and all the mandalorians charging and she pulls out the dark saber and like points it at the ba the bad guys and just goes in like that is so cool there were so many awesome moments again i love this being a din heavy episode we haven't seen that throughout the whole season. It's been a bit more of a Bo-Katan season, which personally I've been completely fine with because I'm, I've am i watched all the other stuff. Bo-Katan is kind of the Mandalorian that we know from canon. I do like to see her story continue, but, but Din has been a smaller part of the season and it was nice to see things happen. But I, I, like you said, a first note I wrote, Grogu saving Din was so random. Like, where did he come from? The rest of the Mandalorians are all running away and Grogu just shows up. We don't necessarily like zoom in on him as escaping through the hole that Bo cuts. You would assume that there's no way for him to get back to Din. He doesn't have a jetpack. How did he get there? Also, Din escaping that quickly was also quite disappointing, but it set the tone for this episode is going to really have very little explanation for why things happen. It's just going to have things happen. And most of them are going to lead to incredibly beautiful action sequences with some phenomenal looking CGI. The Mandalorians flying down from space through the clouds. And then immediately after they fly through, you get that that still shot and then the tie fighters come through like gorgeous gorgeous shots like that unfortunately there just isn't that much substance to pack underneath it it's a lot of stuff that's carried through all three seasons but doesn't necessarily feel like it was built on for this season like uh moff gideon if he's actually dead at the end of the season the weight of that is because of season one and two not necessarily because of season three like you said the the clones dying i also wrote down as being something super quick i didn't know what din does we don't even know what happens there i thought maybe he 
re- like release them all, or maybe uh, Din was pressing a couple buttons and then like a, a fail safe kicked in and they were all going to come out and he was going to have to fight like 20 Moff Gideons. That would, th- those were things that were going through my head. And then Moff Gideon just walks up and he's like, Hey, you, why'd you do this? Uh, so stuff, yeah, stuff like that is disappointing. I think when you, when I personally have sat with this episode and thought about the plot points of it visually, and when I rewatch it again tomorrow, there are a lot of amazing things about this. And I'm looking forward to the future here of the Mandalorian as we return to kind of its episodic roots, as we return back to like this experimental Star Wars Western that John Favreau wanted it to be, I think, from the beginning. At the same time, since this has been the flagship show of not just Star Wars, but Disney Plus, it is a bit more disappointing when we skip through things that we have the time to do like this was not a 50 minute episode that we're like dang we just need one more episode this was a 35 minute episode that could have been 50 and would have felt a bit more satisfying let's talk about season three though because i hinted at it there there are a lot of things about season three that were really really good a lot of mandalorian centric things that work quite well there are other things that feel a little more ham-fisted into the season there are other plot points that feel kind of random as well. Sonic, what were your overall thoughts on season three? And what would you give this season in a score out of five? I'm a little bit more positive on the season than others that I've talked to. I think when we look back at this and give it like a binge, maybe this will sit a little bit more strongly than it has at this point in time. Like you said, all the things with the Mandalorians as a people worked well for me. The Darksaber feels a lot more potent storytelling wise in the end of season two and the episodes in the book of boba fett than it ever felt here those ultimately make the dark saber in this season feel like okay it's just a thing instead of something so significant like you should feel the weight of it every time it's drawn out there and just the transfer was still kind of weak uh, because we don't really get that conflict between bo katan and then that even if it's not really like them fighting it could be like a dispute of like their lifestyles, what they're doing with it, why they need it, why one doesn't need it, stuff like that. It's it's things like that with the iconography of, of Mandalorian culture that just feels weaker. The people are great. The survivors, the idea of the clans uniting, setting aside the differences. And Bo-Katan, I loved her in the season. She This is the best she's ever been. Katie Sacco truly delivered here better than anything in the clone wars for me better than her short appearances in rebels that's that's where i struggle with the season because what's there with the story is quite good it just needs a few more minutes here and there and spread out over the episodes mandalorian should focus on the mandalorian dinjarn it's not that's okay it definitely is affected by real world uh stuff with pedro pascal but i don't know it's like if if the trade-off here is that i get to see some of the greatest dog fights the greatest visuals of star wars ever and this season kind of comes off as a transitional season that's okay for me if i really try to condense that into a score i feel like i also have to give the context for what my season one and season two would be season one I think people overrate a little bit. For me, I think it's like barely a 3.5. It's it's quite good in the first three episodes and the last two. The middle stuff is just kind of there and all the payoff comes in season two. Season two for me is a very solid four. As time has gone on, understand more of the cameo criticisms, even if it does serve as a story. So for me, this season is like a 3.5. Structurally not the greatest plot-wise. 
kind of stretched thin and just kind of haphazard and needs a few minutes in each episode but there's too many good things about the season great payoff for all the three seasons to end it off as like a phase one i think as time goes on and ahsoka and season four and book of boba fett season two comes out this will stand stronger because a lot of the stuff that doesn't feel immediately necessary will have payoff looking back at season three for me season three is a lot of of both jumbled ideas but also the lack of a cohesive narrative throughout the entire season is one of those things that by the time you get to the end you see the plot points that are there you see what they're going for and you're like that can work that can work and i can think of 20 ways to connect that if only you know if only we could connect it in hindsight we can make it work and of course storytelling is extremely hard that's why none of us are writing the mandalorian <laughs> but it's also one of those things that when you can see the threads it becomes even more frustrating across the entire season when they don't connect so i think that was certainly disappointing and you know looking across the entire season and i think a lot of the disappointment of this season does stem from the fact that this is disney plus's flagship show it's a show that they obviously care about because they put loads of money into the season this is the best looking disney plus show bar none it looked amazing this season but because it is and the fact that we waited two and a half years for a new season of it expected something huge and i think there's always a fine line between expectations and creating expectations versus letting reality play out but there's also a certain expectation of expectations from the creators of the show that you should have when you're building something and you know the weight and you know a lot of real world factors that go into criticism of of series. It's just the nature of of television versus film. I mean, I think back to things that I really enjoyed about this season. Keller and Beck's appearance and the Order 66 stuff, leaving on a nice cliffhanger. It was really cool to continue that from seeing it in Book of Boba Fett and then just hearing about it in season two of Mandalorian, but not picking it up at all in this season seems also quite random. Doesn't necessarily mean we should put as much emphasis on it and the priority of storytelling here. The IG-11 stuff I thought worked and is interesting. I like him as the as the marshal of navarro now but that type of cycle character doesn't necessarily feel like it rings as true as as the writers seem to think it does i think it it's one of those plot points that feels a bit redundant and, and more like building off of the iconography of of things that worked in previous seasons rather than built creating your own and i think with a lot of the scattered ideas in season three for me personally there's a lot of things that built off of former seasons of Rebels, of Clone Wars that I think ring true for Star Wars fans that have been following all this stuff. But if Bo-Katan's journey, a lot of it relies on your knowledge of prior Star Wars things, and there's not much weight given to her in moments to where we can just see things on her shoulders and see the the burdens that she's carried in the past and really understand them in this iteration of Bo-Katan, and we understand them more from past iterations we've seen. There are just a handful of moments across a lot of short episodes this season where you say, man, if they gave them 10 more minutes of dialogue, 10 minutes of things that don't cost money, just two characters sitting in a room talking, I think that would have added a lot to the season. So in a lot of ways, this season was very breakneck. In other ways, we didn't get to the narrative until the very end. 
I would have preferred more Moff Gideon sprinkled throughout the entire season. I think that would have given a stronger backbone to the rest of the season. Overall, I think there are a lot of great ideas here. Star Wars has been a mixed bag of that forever. Uh, We can look at ideas and go, man, I wish they did this, but that was a really cool idea. And for me, Mandalorian Season 3 falls into that category. I think it's significantly better than Book of Boba Fett, but I I do think it is my least favorite season of The Mandalorian. I would would give it a 3.25 out of 5, I think. There's a lot of disparate ideas here that unfortunately don't connect. And, and with that being said, I did like every single episode. I think the closest was episode six to to not liking. I think that's a bottom two or three episode for me. Other than that, I think the rest of these rest pretty comfortably in that middle tier of episodes across all three seasons. There were just not too many that I flat out loved. I don't think there are too many. Maybe the episode five and then episode seven that could rest in my top ten but they would be at the bottom of my top 10 personally for me. So those are our thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 3 and the finale of The Mandalorian Season 3. Let us know what you think in the comments below, of course. Uh, For our schedule, we are returning to a possible about two video week schedule we'll let you know we're gonna end up being a bit more flexible as time moves on or reinstill a bit of creativity and new ideas into our channel instead of being uh, more review and prediction focused but of course we will still be covering all new star wars releases so we do have a very delayed but eventually coming review of a star wars cataclysm the high republic novel that just came out about two weeks ago we also have our legends book club for dark force rising we also will be continuing with tier lists across every month and of course the live streams will continue every single friday so make sure you're joining us for those we answer questions live and play jedi fallen order but we are going to be wrapping up jedi fallen order this week and next week we'll be getting into jedi survivor so there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about here in the future with star video games that also leads me to our community polls which will be continuing a video game bracket will be continuing for the next two and a half weeks or so so make sure you're voting and letting your voices heard thank you so much for watching and for following us throughout the entirety of the mandalorian if you are new and just found us during the mandalorian we appreciate your support stick around for a lot more fun star wars content coming here thanks for watching we'll see you all next time